and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today it's all about simple pleasures. You know, what's your simple pleasure, everyone? As if you can respond back to me. You know, I don't know. Write me an email, let me know. I think for me... A lot of my simple pleasures, like, it revolves around, like, coffee, you know? Making coffee, having coffee with friends. I imagine this is how, like, I mean, I I do feel that tea also is, I think, in many ways, like, more comforting than coffee. But I feel, you know, I'm an American. We love coffee over here. I feel like if you're, you know, if you're a Brit, I feel like that is the epitome of, like, comfort. You know, you come home and it's, like, a cold, rainy day and you just want a cuppa. But I, I don't know. I do like tea. I don't know where I'm going with this. I went off on a, I'm off the rails to begin with. But this is all to say, I think the perfect, like, simple pleasure is always going to be a weekend. It's always going to be a Saturday morning with a cup of coffee, preferably. I mean, I really like making coffee. I love the ritual of making coffee. I love making, like, a French press. But I do love, and Keon, I'm, I'm a lucky man. He brings me coffee. A lot, actually, and especially like on a Saturday, he's typically up earlier than I am and he'll make a pot of coffee and then like bring it to me in bed. Ugh, it's the best. Um, So, yeah, I just love kind of waking up, maybe watching some TV, maybe just kind of looking at my phone or, um, you know, if Keon decides to join me with a cup of coffee, he doesn't always drink a lot of coffee but um you know it's nice just to chit chat in the morning and there's so much possibility in the air on a Saturday uh it's just great anyway um what was I gonna say about Saturday morning making breakfasts I guess yeah I don't know I don't know where I was going with all this but I did make a delicious breakfast this morning I am home alone for the weekend plus a few more days because Keon left for Jamaica yesterday so I have the house to myself for five days, really. Um, I'm very much living my Ina Garden fantasy here of Jeffrey. You know, Keon's my Jeffrey. He's away for five days and he'll come back and I'll make him a roast chicken. You know, who knows? Uh, but I, my breakfast today was so good. I uh, bought a bag of uh, everything bagels. You know, I always want onion. They never have it. I was at Target. I feel like they just don't sell onion bagels anymore. I need to know what's happening to the onion bagel industry because I don't know. We need to unite onion bagel lovers. I, everything bagel just kind of like took over. They're like, okay, you like onion bagels? You like sesame bagels? We're just going to give you all of it on one. And I do like an everything bagel, but I do want the onion more, I guess. I don't know. But um, I did this the other day too. I I wanted to make like a bagel, like an onion bagel sandwich or excuse me, an everything bagel because they didn't have the onions. Um, And but I kind of wanted two different sandwiches. I I wanted like a a bagel with cream cheese, which I bought this week. I treated myself or just like an uh, like an egg sandwich. You know what I mean? Maybe a little guacamole on there, some avocado um, maybe some cheese, you know? So I did like an open faced bagel sandwich. It was really good. So one side was, uh, this morning I did cream cheese and I sliced, uh, some cucumber like long ways and put like a little bit of everything with the bagel seasoning on it. So I really went ham. Um, 
And then the other side, I wish I had locks or something. That would have been perfect, but I didn't. And then the other side, I made like an open-faced, um, I cut up some avocados and made like little guacamole and then uh, like fried up an egg and like did some sprinkle cheese on top of that. Ugh, it was so good with a cup of coffee. I mean, talk about simple pleasures. It was just divine. And speaking of divine, I guess I guess it's time to get into it. Let's start this episode. Uh, so this is season 19. Oh, um... I meant to mention this earlier, but this is, you know, might as well mention it now. Season 19 of uh, Barefoot Contessa is now on Discovery Plus, which I believe is the newest season because I just happened to be clicking through. I was looking for an episode to cover, and I'm pretty sure that um, it only went up to season 18 the last time that I saw it. So, And I didn't recognize any of these episodes, so I was like, what? So, uh, yeah, I decided to do one from the new season. So this is... Season 19, or Barefoot Contessa, Back to Basics, Season 19, Episode 2, Simple Pleasures. So Ina begins. I'm Ina Garden, and I've been cooking and baking for decades. And I'm going to show you some of my favorite comfort foods, but with a modern twist. It's all about simple pleasures and four dishes that bring me pure joy. First, incredible smashed hamburgers with caramelized onions. It takes a new... Oh, it's a new take on a classic feel-good dish. Then, giant crinkle chocolate chip cookies. I mean, what's not to love? I'm making the easiest appetizer I know. Sensational kielbasa with a mustard dip. And finally, a simple pleasure out-of-this-world cheddar and chutney grilled cheese sandwich for a date in the garden with Jeffrey. Ah, a lot of great things on the menu today, y'all. I, I mean, I've talked before about how it... It hurts me to say kielbasa because in Pittsburgh we say kabasi, which is, I know it's incorrect. So I will say kielbasa for this episode, but just know it's, ugh, it's really hard for me to, to say that. Uh, okay, so first up are these smashed burgers. Uh, I love a burger. It's been a while since I've had a burger like at a restaurant. There's nothing better than just like a big burger with a pile of fries and honestly, I think I've said this on the podcast before, like a strawberry milkshake. Ugh, so good. Like at a diner? Yes, I'm all for that. Kian and I actually went to McDonald's for the first time in forever. Like we really don't go too much. I hate that I'm one of those people now that says I really don't eat fast food. I would eat more fast food if it was around. We only have this since we live in the city. I mean, there's fast food, but like we live like right on the outskirts of Pittsburgh and there's a Wendy's near us, but it is the worst Wendy's. You know, it's like the drive through is always closed. The frosty machine's always broken. It takes you like 45 minutes to get food. We've we've been burned too many times from Wendy's, which sucks because it's so it's within walking distance of our house. So it would be great to just like, you know, stroll on by and get a JBC. Junior bacon cheeseburger? Yes. And a Frosty. I'm not a guy who dips his fries in Frosties. I know. I A lot of people love it. It's uh, it's just not for me. I think it should be outlawed. <laughs> but I, I do appreciate the idea. Like, I love sweet and salty, but I just, I can't do it. I'm sorry. And Wendy's has, I think they've stepped up their fries. They don't have the best fries. And I know some people say that they do, and... Um, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, because I feel like McDon McDonald's has the best fries. Um, they're just like 
thin shoestring fry. I pick up like eight of them at a time and just do like a swipe in th- into the ketchup. Oh, it was so good. But when we went to McDonald's, um, Keon and I, he got, I don't know what he got, um, but I got a Big Mac and it had been so long since I've had a Big Mac and they're just so good. I mean, they're so bad, but so good. I, I have no regrets. I ate it in like two minutes flat. And, um, and I got a shamrock shake on top of that. I know that I'm weird with my mint stuff. I don't really love chocolate and mint. And I think there was an option to get like Oreos in the, uh, the shake, the shamrock shake, but I opted out. I just got the plain. I love a shamrock shake. I used to despise them as a kid. I thought they tasted like toothpaste and in a way they kind of do, but I, oh my gosh, I live for it. I live for it. I think they're so good. Um, I would maybe do the Oreos next time. I'd try it. I mean, because it is it is that exception to the rule, maybe, that I, I would enjoy it. But, um, oh, wow, I just went on a tangent um, that all started with McDonald's, and we ended at McDonald's because, you know, that's the way we do it here. But anyway, Smash Burgers. Um, okay, so Ina is starting with these caramelized onions. She uses red onions because uh, she says they're more sweet than white onions, which I guess is true. Um and while those cook, she starts with the hamburger mixture, which is very simple. Uh, the first ingredient is dry mustard, some salt, and then some pepper. And that's it. She doesn't add an egg. She doesn't put any breadcrumbs in. Um, she does tell us to do like a certain percentage of like fat, you know, like to have that like juiciness uh, in her ground beef. I thought she might have maybe would have used like some ground pork as well, but she didn't. Um she told us, she's like, if you can get it freshly ground, do it. Is this possible? What does that mean? Like freshly ground beef? Are you, is this is this like a East Hamptons thing? You know how she goes to that like chicken farm where they like slaughter the chicken on the spot? Um, can you get fresh? I thought all ground beef was technically like fresh, I guess, you know, but I guess it's not like fresh. So I don't know where this beef came from. If maybe if you live near... I, or like in the Hamptons or like close to a farm. Is this an option? I don't know. I, I really thought long about that as I was taking that note, but uh, m- moving on. Um, she rolls the burgers into balls and then washes her hands and then freezes the burgers for 15 minutes. Um, and I she doesn't flatten them out before she cooks them, I don't think. Or maybe she did. Mm, I can't remember. Uh, so next, she adds a teaspoon of sugar to the caramelized onions, which helps them sort of, you know, caramelize. Uh, and then she reduces the heat to a low temp for 10 to 12 minutes. So at this point, she takes the burgers out of the freezer and puts them into the searing hot cast iron skillet. The burgers look so good. I, like, just like, they're the, the perfect little balls. I don't know, they're like the perfect size. I know it's like a cooking show, so they're always going to be perfect, but... I don't know, whenever I've made burgers in the past, I feel like they've always looked like <laughs> like like a dog's breakfast, to quote Ina. Uh, anyway, Ina is uh, really excited to smash these burgers. Uh, she smashes them down and adds some vinegar to the onions. I feel like it's red wine vinegar. I don't know if she mentioned what kind it was, but, you know, any vinegar will do, I, I suppose. Uh, so she gives the burgers a flip. I think these burgers, I prefer a thinner burger myself. Um, you know, it's called a smash burger. I, I would expect it to be smashed, but I guess the idea behind a smash burger is just that, like, charred crust. I don't know. I feel like there's a restaurant called Smash Burger. Is there not? I'd, I'm, I'm sure there is. I feel like I've heard of it. I don't know. 
with like burger spelled like B-R-G-R. Oh, that's also another burger restaurant. Anyway, um, so she puts the onions on top of each burger while they are still in the cast iron skillet, which is lovely. And then and then she adds a big pile of Gruyere on top. Ugh. If you're not familiar with Miss Gruyere, she is the cheese that is always on top of French onion soup. One of my favorites. It's the best, like, melty cheese. Frankly, I'm surprised she didn't use Gruyere on the, um, the grilled cheese later in this episode. But, you know, we'll get into that when we get there. So she puts the lid on top of the skillet to melt the cheese. And then she pulls the lid off. Uh, and she says, "Tadum," as opposed to ta-da. I don't, I don't, is that a thing? I just picture her saying, why well, say ta-da when you could say ta-dum? I, I don't know. Ta-dum. Do people say that? I don't know. Uh, so she puts the burger onto the bun. They look so good. I'm into this. It almost looks like a French onion soup burger in a way. And whenever there's an, like anything that's like a French onion soup that has a French onion soup twist is, you know, I'm going to get it. Like a French onion soup dumpling a French onion soup. I mean, honestly, like a grilled cheese, that would be so good. Even just to dip a grilled cheese into the French onion soup. Ugh, that sounds really good. Anyway, um, she says she uses potato buns for her burgers. She says, she said, you could use regular hamburger buns, but why? Uh, I agree. I love a sesame seed bun. Uh, end of list. <laughs> anyway, so next up is giant crinkled chocolate chip cookies, which is a mouthful. Um, so she starts by mixing some butter and sugar in the standing mixer and then adds an egg and some good vanilla to the butter and sugar mixer. And then she adds a few tablespoons of warm water to the mixer, which Ina tells us makes the cookies light and fluffy. Um, not really the, what I'm looking for in a cookie, but, you know, uh, we'll let her have it. Uh, next up is the dry ingredients, which are, you know, flour, baking soda, a smidge of kosher salts. She tells us that this recipe came from Sarah, or came from Sarah Kiefer, who is a blogger, and that was it. So, Sarah Kiefer, congrats, uh, because the cookies look great. Uh, so she turns the standing mixer to low, and adds the flour into the mix uh, mixer, and the dough looks. Ugh, the dough looks so good. It's almost like a lighter cookie dough. It almost looks like a sugar cookie dough. It looks pillowy and delicious. Uh, uh, she adds eight ounces of bittersweet chocolate, which she chopped up into like big craggly pieces. I like that. I like I like a chocolate chunk cookie. Um, and the mixer, like the standing mixer, it like starts to fight back for a second. It starts to like like wobble over because it's too. It's just like too much. And Ina says, "Whoa!" I love when Ina says, "Whoa!" It's like one of my top three favorite sort of like in the moment things you know i i love when she does <laughs> when she does i love when she does that like witch's cackle she's like ah! she does it like every once in a while if like something's like sputtering or there's hot oil she just like does this like screech if you know you know as the kids say um but she reins it in she gives uh, she takes uh, after the standing mixer calms down she gives it a big stir in the bowl and after that, she scoops 12, do 12 dolls, 12 balls of dough and puts them in the freezer. Everything is going in the freezer today. And she even makes a comment about it, too. She's like, I don't know. She's like, the freezer is really, I don't know, 
blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm using the freezer a lot today. I can't remember what it was. So after the cookie dough balls are done being frozen, um, well, they, I guess they don't freeze all the way, but they, they chill out for a bit. Uh, she spaces them out on three different cookie trays and then cooks them for around for about 10 minutes at 350. And then after 10 minutes, she takes the pan out and then bangs the tray on top of the stove to deflate the cookies so they end up being crisp. Then she says you have to take them out every three minutes for around 18 minutes. I'm like, six rounds of this? No thanks. I feel like it's excessive, but I also feel like they're worth it at the end. So we get like a time lapse of Ina just like smashing these sheet trays on top of the oven. And at long last, they are done, and she sprinkles them with some fleur de sel. Ugh. I'm, again, no more salt on chocolate things. Just leave it alone. <laughs> or if you do, put like three flecks of salt. You know what I mean? I just, I don't, I don't need it anymore. The, co- the cookies do look good, though. I do feel like it's the perfect amount of like crunch and soft gooiness, which is the ideal texture for a chocolate chip cookie. And the banging does pay off because they they are like really, really flat, but they're not so flat that they are um, like hard and crispy. I don't really like those Tate's cookies. I like them. Like I'll never turn one down, but I'm not going to, you know, I'd rather have something that bends. Um, So there is this cute interlude where Ina says, coming up, a stunning shark. What does she say? A stunning shortcut comfort food canapé and the simple pleasures in life with an incredible grilled cheese sandwich and my boyfriend. It's just so cute. I never heard her like say that before um, about Jeffrey. I just thought it was like really special. So anyway, uh, now we get into the kielbasa. So I know for some reason she's like holding a white coffee mug and it almost seems like a green screen with her library in the background. It's very strange. I don't know what what it is about it that I because I'm assuming she was in her house. I don't know. These are the things I think about when I watch these episodes. Um, anyway, she said, I recently had some friends over for a cocktail party and I forgot to figure out something for hors d'oeuvres. And then she said she remembers she had some kielbasa in the fridge. So this recipe is called kielbasa with mustard dip. So she starts by slicing up the kielbasa diagonally and then sears it in a pan with a little olive oil. And while that is searing, Ina starts with the mustard dip, which is some mayo, some Dijon, uh, some whole grain mustard, and horseradish. That's that's a pretty spicy meatball there. I don't know if I could handle that. I feel like the mayo would be able to cut it, like cut that mustardness, but the horseradish, oof, I don't know. And lots of salt and pepper, of course, that she adds to that. So she gives the the mustard dip a stir and she says, you know, the first time I made this, I wasn't sure if people were going to like it. And then she's like, it was gone. People went crazy. They loved it. I love when Ina says that people go crazy because like, you know, East Hampton craziness is probably just like, oh my gosh, Ina, this is divine. You know what I mean? It's not like I would just like take the whole like skillet and like go sit in the library and eat it by myself that's me going (laughs) that's me going crazy um anyway she gives the kielbasa a flip they're perfectly seared she pours the mustard sauce into a ramekin of course a white ramekin and she also has a ramekin of skewers as well that's how she said she served it that way at the party but she's she said something like um, but it's just you and me, right? So she just, uh, you know, she skips the skewers and goes right in with her fingers. I was like, I hope, I'm assuming obviously she waited until it cooled down, but it looked very hot the last time we saw them. 
So they look great. I mean, I think this is, you know, if you eat meat, I do feel like this is a good sort of uh, quick appetizer, to be honest. I do love a kielbasa, kabasi. Um, I don't know if I would want... My grandma Kachanov used to make... I think I have the recipe still. It's like... It sounds gross, but it's really good. It's like almost like a sweet and sour kielbasa. I'm like, I want to say kielbasa, and I want to say kabasi. I'm going to say kabasi. Um, and it has like pineapple, but it also has like, oh God, I can't even remember. Something that makes the sauce red. It's not ketchup. It's like a chili sauce or something like that. It's so good. So good. I think there's some onions in there as well. I know I'm not doing it justice, but... Um, if anyone wants a really good kielbasa recipe, you know, hit me up. I'll give you Grandma Kachana's recipe. You won't regret it, I promise. Um, speaking of no regrets, let's get to this grilled cheese. So Ina says, a good grilled cheese has to have good ingredients. It seems logical. Uh, so she starts by grating some extra sharp Vermont cheddar. Again, I I feel like... I was really expecting a, uh, a Gruyere here, or maybe like a Gruyere cheddar combo. Um, but I guess this cheese has some good, it has some good stretch at the end too, so I guess it's it's pretty good. Um, side note, I think I've mentioned this before, I hate cleaning cheese graters. I hate it. I don't know why it's such a pain in the ass. Like yesterday I bought some Grana Padano, which is like, I think it's like a, a less expensive, like, uh, Parmesan uh, and I wanted to grate it and I was like oh my god I have to get the box grater out but then I realized we had a what is that thing called oh my gosh it's like a little handheld thing I have to look it up give me a second a rasp yes that's what it was we have a rasp so I used that instead which was a little bit easier to clean I don't know you know it's it's the most first world problem that ever was so I should just move on Anyway, uh, she brushes the bread with melted butter, which I think is like a really great way to do grilled cheese. I never would have thought of that. Like typically what I do is I'll put butter in the skillet and then just like slap the bread down. I'll like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll swish it around so it gets like most of the bread and then I'll put the cheese down and the other piece of bread and then I'll just like slice some melted butter on top. It's not really the best method. If anyone has any other methods, let me know. But I mean, this is obviously the most logical one. It just feels... I don't know, it feels extra to get the brush out and like melt the butter. And again, first world problems. Okay. Um, so she puts the, uh, the Vermont cheddar on, the shredded Vermont cheddar, and then spreads uh, mango chutney on the other side. I love that. I, I love a good like, I love a good Monte Cristo. I think the best Monte Cristo I've ever had. And maybe that day, it just, you know, as the kids say, it hit right. Is that what they say? I don't know. Um, I was at Cheddar's Restaurant, which I think I was living in Virginia at the time when I was working at Bush Garden. So I know they're like all over the South, but I think we have we have one in like Erie. I always want to go and get it every time we're there, but no one ever wants to go, which is really sad. Um, but their Monte Cristo was just divine. And this is all to say, like, I love like cheese and like a jam. I love like a Swiss cheese with like a blueberry jam. Not that I would like make that kind of sandwich, but I just I, I really like I really like that flavor profile. So, and Ina does as well. So that's why she's, you know, hitting it up with the mango chutney. And then she sort of, you know, makes the sandwich and puts them in the panini press. I always forget that I have a panini press. It's like underneath things, you know, and it's heavy. 
<laughs> I'm like, my life is just so hard. I have to lift a panini press. Um, I think I talked about that panini press before, though, because that was a thrift store find. We got it for like $15, and it was like this really expensive brand that we looked up that was like, it was like $300 if we bought it, like, you know, new. So that was that was a win for us that day. Um, maybe I'll make a grilled cheese sandwich today. That would be good. I also, I also love pickles on a grilled cheese sandwich, like sliced dill pickles. Ugh, the best. Um, so Ina takes them off once they're done, cuts them in half. They look delicious. I mean, it's, it's exactly what a grilled cheese should look like. Uh, so she plates it up and takes Jeffrey out, takes Jeffrey out, takes it out to Jeffrey, who is waiting in the garden with a bottle of white wine. Ugh, the perfect setting. They're like under a tree. Ugh, it just looks so lovely. So Ina asks Jeffrey, what's your favorite comfort food? And Jeffrey says, he thinks about it for a second, and then he's like, you know what? This grilled cheese sandwich. And Ina's like, smart man. <laughs> you know. Uh, and then they take a bite of the grilled cheese sandwich. It's like the perfect consistency. I don't love a grilled cheese when it's like right like as it's served. I like a little stretch, but I also like it to be a little congealed, if you know what I mean. Ugh cheese is the best. Am I right, ladies? I I just love it. So Jeffrey says, of course, his famous one line, that's the, you know, this is the best grilled cheese I've ever had. And Ina throws her head back and laughs. And she says, she like pinches his cheek and says, you're the perfect husband. It was really cute. And Ina, or Ina, Ina Jeffrey with a mouthful of food says, that's the best. And uh, indeed it is, Jeffrey. Indeed it is. And that's the end of the episode. I love this episode. I'm so glad that the new season is out on Discovery+. Plus. I uh, will obviously do one again pretty soon. Maybe I'll scan through the rest of the titles and see if anything catches my eye. But I suppose that is all I have for you this week. So thank you again for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And most importantly, if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a star rating and review. I saw another uh, five-star review come in this week. Didn't leave a uh, five-star rating, we'll say. Didn't leave a review, which is fine. I'll take those five stars. But, you know, if if you don't know how to do that, or if you can't really, you know, just tell another Barefoot Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, the best supporting podcast every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.